0: Welcome to part two of the Diamond City War Machines interview here on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. I'm back with the Diamond City War Machines, and Eric, after a long hiatus, is back in the ring. We are at the New Era Wrestling Federation, a.k.a. Noof, Noof. and we have a couple back to, we have a back-to-back match here again. Uh, from July 13th, 2013, we are at this carnival in Schuylkill Haven, Pennsylvania. First, Eric wrestles Sean Silence in 689 in the book.
1: Okay, so there was one story from this match. Um, sometimes I do weird things to just prove a point, and this match was one of them. So it was summer. We were outside, and I had a towel. And I wanted to prove at this point that it didn't matter what you say as a heel. It just matters how you said it. So I taunted the crowd with my towel, and I said, you want to touch my towel? You can't touch it. You don't even know where it's been. And I got heel heat because I said that. It didn't make, it didn't make any <laughs> sense at all because it didn't matter what I said. It just mattered how I said it, see, and that was the whole point of it. I don't remember much else of the match, um, but that was the that was the part that sticks out to me. It's Just proven a silly point. I'm sure you took a spear. What's up? Uh, right? uh,
2: yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure you took a spear from Sean Silence. That makes sense. Probably,
1: me. yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, there was there's a photo of me kicking him in the balls somewhere. Jesus. All right. Well, but uh, like. Working with Sean is fun. Like he was, he was always a good guy, and he's gotten so much better. Like since then, too. Um, But like, I don't. I'm so bad at remembering specific points in matches. Um, But it was all I remember having fun. If that makes sense.
2: Hey, that's all that matters, brother. You know who didn't
0: have fun after that was me. everyone in the next match. <laughs> no, no, just me. so match six ninety is a three way tag. And the story of how Corey or Ryan cannot park a U-Haul truck. Um, It was Denton City Kings of Bruno and Mike Vaughn at this point against Hollywood's Finest of Jason Furious. And, oh, God, what was Kyle's gimmick name? Um, I can't remember. I feel really bad now. Kyle is a real nice guy. I can't remember what his gimmick name was. Um, And the Ghostbusters, who are now the Mustache Club. Yes.
2: So, three-way dance tag matches are always a train wreck. Uh, but, when you have fun stuff to do with people who want to do stuff, it ends up being a good time. So, when you mentioned Corey O'Ryan or not knowing how to park a U-Haul truck, this show was in the middle of a field for, uh, at a carnival. The wrestling was the attraction. You pay to come into the carnival, and you can come over to the wrestling show and just watch. It's cool. I like that. Very, very carny, very indie. Uh, so all the boys got changed in said U-Haul truck, and you kind of came out from the side, and that's how the entrance set up. I get there. I know what the match is already. Before anyone's even there, I'm like, I think I'm going to have Jason Furious jump off top of this U-Haul truck. And Vaughn's like, that's a good idea. The ghost bosses are like, sure. Furious was up, walks right up to me, and goes, hey, man, I'm thinking about jumping off this U-Haul truck. And I was like, Yes, you are. So, I don't remember any specifics of the match, except for we're brawling on the outside. I think it's Stance and Furious brawl over, and they start going up the U-Haul truck, like on the front of it, up on the cab, up on the roof. So I'm like, all right. Now, when I call this in the back with everybody, I was like, when they get up there, group together, you know, and then they'll... they'll, uh, Furious will get thrown off and he'll just land in the pile. Cool. So there's six of us in this match. Two of them go up, so there's four of us. That leaves me, Vaughn, Kyle, and the other Ghostbuster, uh, Venkman. I'm like, alright, cool. That's enough people to catch Furious, because Furious is a little tiny pinball. You just do whatever. So we're brawling. They go up, and I'm Kind of with Vaughn and Kyle, and I look around, and Kyle and Bankman are gone, and it's just me and Vaughn, and Vaughn is fumbling away, and I'm like, "Uh oh, I'm alone." (laughs) And I see, look up, and there's Stance and and Furious fighting on top of the U-Haul, and I'm like, "Uh, "There's a super kick," and I'm looking around, I'm like, "Vaughn." Vaughn! And Vaughn's not paying attention. Vaughn is like, I'm, I think Vaughn is ignoring me. I go to grab Cory O'Ryan, or who I see, I'm pulling him in, and he's like, get the fuck off me! He's like, he's like flailing his arms to get away from me. I'm like, Cory, Cory, please, come here! What are you doing? And then next thing I know, I look up, and Furious is just falling on me. And I'm like, I hate every single one of you motherfuckers who ran away when you knew he was going to get thrown off this fucking U-Haul. It's my own fault for calling the spot, but I mean, like, goddamn, y'all couldn't have been around for <laughs> me? I'm so hot to be mustache club for this. You have no idea. <laughs> so hot at Vaughn for this. Like, next time I see Vaughn, to slap him just because.
0: <laughs> fucking, goddamn, Vaughn, you prick. That's he's exactly. going gonna to be laughing so hard, too. Like, yeah, I walked away. Yeah, I could hear no,
2: you. He, no, he'll deny it. If you're around him, he'll deny it. But I know he did. The bastard.
0: <laughs> oh, excuse me. And those are the only matches from New we'll talk about. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So we've got one more. For, oh, no, it's not. We have one more to talk about. That was... um Pretty interesting. Uh so we go back to WXW and Eric teams with Axel Lennox to take on Team CK. Match seven oh four. Uh, August fourth, twenty thirteen, we're in Orwingsburg, Pennsylvania in this really cool like armory building.
1: Yeah, that was uh that was an evening. So to preface this story, of course, we used to always go watch WXW when we were teenagers first starting out. Um, so it was always a goal to work there. And this was my first night. So, of course, I was kind of nervous. Um, and now I'm teaming with a guy who I pretty much don't know. Good dude. You know, Axel's a good dude. Uh, Vinny, he's a good dude. I, we just didn't know each other at the time. To work against Ch- uh, Chuck Cage and Jean Carr who were pretty hot at the time. So I was definitely nervous and we definitely blew the whole match. It sucked. But the fun story about this was there were these two girls there and they were way overdressed to be at an independent professional wrestling show sitting in the front row. And of course, all the dudes decided that they wanted to impress these girls. Well, I was the guy who got tossed out in front of them so that Chuck could give them back chops in front of the pretty girls. That sucked. (laughs) I have a photo of my back after that. That was not fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure none of them, I'm pretty sure like in every match at some point, like they went out in front of these two girls that night. Like I'm pretty sure every single match went out in front of them.
0: Um, All I remember of this match is that Sam, um, Headshaker Samu, always had a very specific go home signal that I could never hear. Uh, we didn't have earpieces, he would just make this vo- very specific noise, and he swore that it was the noise to go home. I never heard it until that day, when we were making four and a half minutes <laughs> into this match. And I look, I, like, I hear something faintly, and I look up and Sam's, like, just shaking his head, like, yeah, you gotta get them out of there.
1: <laughs> it was not good.
0: So I look, and go, we are going home, right now. <laughs> And everyone's like, "Yes, sir." And like, we just went home, and that was it.
1: I feel like I was like, "Please, <laughs> can we?"
0: Oh, we America, did. Gone. <clears throat> oh, don't worry, we did. Right. I don't know um, if
1: you. So you weren't there, Brad. I just sent over a picture to the chat room, so you can see. Um, from when Chuck had me in front of those two girls, you'll be able to identify them right away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Eric Penhat right. sent a photo.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I would've I would have backed up you you died in front of those two girls for sure.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like every like literally every match I'm pretty sure went out there. Right right there. And I'm pretty sure no one got the end game. Oh, I can guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy.
0: We've got a couple of tag team situations to talk about here momentarily, but first we have one more singles match to discuss with Eric. And that was back at Newf. We are, it's a Sunday afternoon. We're in Pottsville, Pennsylvania at this nightclub that was actually really cool and had like all these really cool, like this really cool mural of all these like old rock stars and like metal bands and stuff, but zero fans of attendance. <laughs> and Eric once again wrestles Sean Silence in match seven thirty one. Hey,
1: there was like fourteen fans there. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> no, no, there there weren't. It was the first time I had ever worked a match and counted a pinfall. And there was complete silence. So
1: I legit just watched this. Okay. <laughs> there were there were some people. There wasn't. Uh, there weren't many. I, I don't know if they were like the boys, like families or whatever. But like I legit just watched this one to refresh myself on the Sean Silence stuff. Um. Yeah. But what you call it? So this match, not only was that building cool, it was legitimately cool. Do you guys remember the girls went to buy blankets because it was yes. freezing? So, yes. <laughs> funny note, I refuse to go to the show, so my, at this point, I think
2: this is, was I married Ashley at this point, or no?
0: Yeah, uh, I think so.
2: What's this? Yeah, yeah, so me and Ashley, we had just gotten married, like, two weeks prior to this, and she's like, I'm go I think John was the license for this, maybe? And, like, John was the sound system, because I remember, like, Ashley and Amanda did, did the door for Noof. And they went, yeah, Eric, they went and they bought, like, blankets, because it was so freaking old in that building. I refused to go. I'm like, I'm not going to the show. Like, I didn't go to the show at all. I don't know why. I was like, I'm not going. Fuck it.
1: Yeah, there was some heat over a microphone getting broken. I wish there was some heat over just, you know, heat to keep us warm. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, so to move on to the match again, it was, you know, working with Sean Silence, so it was fun. Nothing special. We just always kept our matches simple. However... There was a bartender who was also a former trainee at World Star Wrestling. Um, she was a little tiny girl, her name was Summer, and they wanted to have her have a spot in the match. So someone came up with the idea I don't remember if it was me to have me get out of the ring in the middle of the match, you know, the heel walking away, and go over and demand a beer from the bartender so she's like you're not getting a beer with that attitude blah 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 and i reach out and grab her and i pull her up close to me and i say you will get me a fucking beer you dumb whore live on a wrestling (laughs) show (laughs) because that's what i was told to say
0: (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you having known eric at that point for 15 years um how uncomfortable that really was for so many freaks
1: <laughs> yep. it was funny to me um because at that point you know i had already i had already beat that stuff um but it was it definitely probably shouldn't have happened <laughs> definitely probably <laughs>
2: Definitely, definitely.
1: <laughs> but she did get her, she did get her come up and, uh, so, you know, as I have her by the hair, I think I grabbed her by, uh, Sean Silence comes up and hits me from behind, knocks me off the bar, and then picks me up and he let her slap me. So she, she at least got her revenge. She got her revenge. That was, that was, the, that was the spot they wanted. They wanted her to have a spot because she was training to be a wrestler and she just so happened to be the bartender at this place. It was uh. really
0: weird. Um yes. and very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, that was also holy
1: shit. I just remembered something. Do you remember um, when I bought that Jenga game from Mike Johnson, and yeah. it was missing the block? That was the venue. That was the venue where the video was filmed, where I was bitching at him because he knew that that box was missing a block before he packed it up and sold it to me. Because you have to put the Jenga tower together, so you know what is missing when you fucking put it away. The prick. I'm still hot about that. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> so then, um, we'll get to the fundraisers in a minute, but we're getting towards the end of Brad's initial run here. Uh, and it's a feud with the Floyd family. We have matches 717, teaming with either Turner or Vaughn. I don't have it written down against uh, Clay Drasher and Alex Shepard. Uh, we have. And then we have uh, the final match uh, for Brad in this run, which is. is? I have her written down Dick CK, yep. being Dick Justice, Mike Vaughn, and Brad against Clay, Brute Van Slyke, and Stigma. I thought it was an 8 No, you're right. It was a 6 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Turner
2: could make that match. Which
0: is, my di- which is why Dick was in it.
2: Yeah. So the DCK. Clay and Shepard matches me and Turner. I know this because we win the match. Did we win the match? I forget if who we won or not, but I remember like the post-match gimmick was Joe T, my old tag <laughs> partner Joe, Joe Joey Devino, came out of the crowd, got in the ring. No, we lost, so they he came and saved us, and then immediately laid out Turner being like, how can, you still, how can you still trust this guy and everything we've been through with him? Because back in the day, that was a big feud. It was like Harker which versus Matt Turner. That's how the Harker was born, was by speeding up Matt Turner. That's a different story for a different time. But uh, And then I was like, hey, man, no, he's cool. We're good now, yada, yada, yada. And then Joe laid me out, and then he left. Like Tom Floyd paid Joe off, and they all left together. So Joe was supposed to be a member of the Floyd family, but then uh, some shit reared its head. And, uh, and Joe decided that maybe this wasn't the best idea because he didn't want to make things bad for all of us. So Joe stepped back. And again, that's a story that's not mine to tell. But all that knows is that it was going to lead up to Joe being involved in that sixth man uh, and being a part of GSW and the Floyd family. But uh, yeah, the sixth man, uh, by this time, it is, what, 2014? I am not in the greatest health. I am. I'm giving up over 400 pounds, maybe higher. Again, I never weighed myself. I didn't have a scale that was big enough to do so. Um, my knees were shot. My asthma was bad. Uh, Turner and Vaughn were more than capable of being the tag team. I knew I had a much better stuff to do. Like I was starting to help book. I wanted to get the commentary. You know, like it was. It was time. So like that six man tag. Was the end of the line, and we went under in that match, right? No, no,
0: you went up.
2: We went up, but I didn't get the pin. I think I, I ate, I ate a brute vance like lariat, and that was it. Like I'm like, All right, that's it. Like that's, our, you know, like that was me like, ceremonially passing the torch after 15 years to brute. Like, hey, you're, you're the big man. you're the top big man in the area now. You're gonna take me out with your big move, and uh and that match was fun. So again, I got a chance to work with Tony again, you know, with Sigma, uh, Shane Storm. I get a chance to work with Brute finally, and, and you know Clay is always fun to work with. And then you know being t- teaming with Dick it was is always something. You know, I think we talked into doing the uh, the third eye blind, third eye blind jumper spot in that match. Um, it was a good time. You know, like if I wanted to leave the business. That's not how I would have wanted to go out, but I think with my circumstances being what they were, that was the best situation that I could have went out in. It was like it's a multi man match. It, it, I'm protected. I'm I'm passing on my spot to this dude. This is the right time. And um, I'm I'm I honestly I think I've, I haven't watched it since then. Maybe maybe I've watched it once, but like I can't go back and see myself in that state it's I wasn't in a good place mentally, physically, anything, and um, I think it shows. But I mean, I moved on to better things, man. I moved behind the mic and became Brad DeMayo, you know, and and it gave me a chance to reevaluate my life and come back much, much stronger.
0: Yes, yeah. and I remember my vision when I booked this match, uh, which was initially supposed to be with Turner, uh, and like luck fell on our side because we were doing the Dick and Brute feud at that point. Yeah. So Dick was already there and we, we got a snowstorm that night. So Turner could not make it. And because Dick was there, it worked out. You guys were like, Turner didn't make it, but we found some backup and you brought Dick out and it was great. And my vision for this match, when I first booked this was from the first clash of the champions, one of my favorite matches ever, the Midnight Express and the Fantastics and just the sheer chaos of that match. And I looked at the guys and said, this is what I want. And you all said, okay. And he went out there and he did just that. And it was, it was perfect. I don't think I knew in that moment that you were done. I don't think you had really told anybody or I don't know if you hadn't really like fully decided yet. Um, but it was a great way to go out. Um, I remember Kev did the back in motion yep. to Tommy and they were freaking out because Tommy was injured for real. And I was like, Oh God, don't actually hit him. I'm like, he's giving him a back rake. He's going to be fine. <laughs>
2: yeah. Always just lay in the corner and, and take the fucking back rake.
0: Yeah. And it was, it was a great night. Um, And I have not watched the match since, but I can understand why you would not, because you're in such a different place now.
2: Yeah, I I can't. No way.
0: And um, we'll get back to you here in a little bit, because Eric has to tie up some loose ends as well in a tag team called The Fundraisers. And this is something that, like, this started as a joke and we were driving to WXW there, AJ Evers is like, I want to start a tag team and I want to be called the Fundraisers. We're here to raise fun. (laughs) And I was like, sure. And we were trying to think of a way when we moved GSW to Pennsylvania of how to bring Eric back into the fold. I was like, well, Eric, I've got this tag team with AJ and at first Eric and I could tell Eric very begrudgingly took this on.
1: um yeah because i didn't really know aj you know what i mean it was it was definitely weird at first
0: yeah
1: um and it was honestly too like um like as much as i love aj we're just from two different generations so we had a lot of fun with the fundraisers but we definitely bickered a bunch too because we're just two different from two different generations we did things two different ways you know
0: yeah but ultimately, you guys did find your stride, and it worked out really well. Uh, there was a feud with Team CK, uh, where, uh, matches 714 and 724, when we first moved up to Pennsylvania in the Music Youth Center, uh, you guys took on CK, both times losing tag title matches. Um, went again, after the tag titles, this, this lasted a while, Um May seventeenth, twenty fourteen, match seven sixty eight against Turner and Vaughn. Right after they had won the tag belts from Team CK, um, and then again we worked together as the fundraisers against Kevin Graham and Corey O'Ryan in match eight seventeen. That was all the way in April twenty fifteen. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> that one at all. Uh, I think I've seen it once since it happened, and it was like I remember it happening.
1: I just don't remember the match yet.
0: Um, Brad's idea at that point was Corey needed some guidance and Kevin is good at everything. So, so, Brad's, I, Brad's vision was for Graham to take Corey under his wing because, again, Kevin, Kevin's really great. Um, and Corey had a lot of potential.
2: We've gotten rid of, we've gotten rid of, uh, Marvel, like, Chia wasn't around, and he was, like, their kid. And we really were just, like, spinning our wheels with Corey. And I was like, well, if you put him with Kevin, he could almost be like Kevin's lackey. And Kevin can, like, take him under his wing. Because Kevin was a great heel. To give him a, a student or a protege or, like, an evil child would have been hilarious. And I think it worked a little bit, but then it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah.
0: So, so we'll talk about the experience with the fundraiser here. You started, too, so we'll go back into that. Um, your thoughts on teaming with AJ, working with team CK, all of this stuff.
1: I mean, working with car and cage is always fun. Um, I, I, that was when I was working an ankle injury. So I I remember wrestling in my boot and having them rip the boot off the, um, the actual like medical boot that came all the way up to my knee. (laughs) So that was fun. And some of the boys actually thought I was legit hurt from the cell. Um, so that was, that was, that was interesting. And I like doing that. I like fooling the boys and f- full-grown adults that know pro wrestling is fake. I like fooling them to think that I'm actually injured from a wrestling match. It's fun. <laughs> um, so that that was fun. Uh, we won the belts. Uh, that was. I was actually really bummed because I wanted to work Bobby G, and he couldn't make it because he has, you know, some one of his friends had passed away, um, so he didn't come. So I was kind of bummed that I never got that match with Bobby, and then he. You know, he never wrestled again, but he had more important things to take care of. Um, so that's, you know, that that's kind of just happened there. Um, and then we did the split after we dropped. How did we drop the belts? We dropped them in a gauntlet, right?
0: Yeah. Like early in the gauntlet, too.
1: Yeah. Um So at that point, I remember I I knew I was on my way out like no one. I know no one believes me that I really was going to quit wrestling at that point. But honest to goodness, I thought I was even in that match when I handed Jeff, the ref, the belts, I said, this is the last time I'm ever going to do this, Jeff. And I handed him the belt. He didn't know what I was talking about. You know what I mean? Um, But at that at that point in time, I had already known. In my mind, um, so we did the, you know, we dropped the belts, and then we did the uh, the Camp Everest stuff where I was trying to replace AJ. You know, um, that was just to make myself look like crap until what? That was when we reunited, right?
0: Eventually.
1: Yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm I'm going backwards here. Did I skip over the retirement?
0: No, the retirement comes later.
1: Okay, so you got to remind me here. See, that's what I'm mean. like. I can't really remember the timeline. Um, so we dropped the belts. And then AJ went on to do his own thing, right? And that's where I was teaming with random partners every month.
0: Yeah. And you did did Summer Camp Evers. Yeah, that was just um, to
1: make me look like a fool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that was to make me look like I couldn't survive without AJ. And then we reunited. Who did we? I can't remember who we reunited against. Why did we reunite? I can't remember. (laughs) I can't remember. What was the reason for it? We didn't win the belts again.
0: I, I honestly, I think he just like came to his senses and that was it.
1: Wow. I don't remember. I don't remember anything from that second run at all. <laughs> I can't think of anything from it. Um, then my, I remember doing the summer camp Evers. And then the next thing I remember working with AJ was the retirement match. I don't remember.
0: And that's fine. The one hey, thing I remember from the Summer Camp Evers was that's how we turned stigma back into Shane Storm. And I will let um, Shane Storm tell the story in two weeks when he's on about what he actually wrote on his piece of paper <laughs> during the Summer Camp Evers, like, talent contest. That was when one um, Jeremy sang karaoke to, like, some country, to, like, Do- Dolly Parton song or something. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yep. There was some weird stuff going on.
1: Yeah, uh, Cory wasn't Corey one of my partners too in that.
0: I think so. I think Eddie Machete was one. Like,
1: what? The, what the hell was the reason for me and AJ to get back together?
0: I think he got kicked out of the Floyd family, and that's eventually what led to. I don't know. It's so long ago, and I didn't. I don't like. I don't have notes on that stuff. I didn't ref like yeah. weird. I didn't, Brad. I didn't, <laughs> Where's Brad?
2: Brad? I,
1: He's on I mute.
2: Thought, I, I thought I wasn't muted. My bad. Uh, this makes you look like a terrible booker, and I am so bad. Um, I have notepads somewhere that I'd have to go find that have all the stuff written down. I don't remember anything at this point. Again, this is why I wrote everything down, because my memory is just terrible from concussions,
1: like we've talked about in this, in this podcast. Yeah, kids. If you learn anything from this podcast, it's don't get concussions. Yeah,
2: don't don't <laughs> think don't
1: think to head headshots, please.
2: So,
1: I know I have like photos from like Keith and stuff taking pictures, but I can't find them right now.
0: I, I don't remember what led to the second run, but eventually, you guys split up again. AJ says you're not his friend anymore. <laughs>
1: That was a specific line. That was a very specific line,
0: yeah. (laughs) And then, we get to match 833 at the Music Youth Center. Uh, Eric and AJ, retirement match.
1: Yes. So, I really, truly thought I was done at this night. Um, I got myself in shape because I figured if I was going to finish, I should finish looking at least halfway decent. And... uh, so I'd like legitimately thought I was done. And so I was standing behind the curtain while AJ was making his entrance. And I remember thinking to myself, all right, Eric, this is the last one. So you got to go make it count. And as soon as I walked through the curtain, my mind changed, but it was too late to change the gimmick because I was already on the other side of the curtain. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it was like a light switch went off when I heard the pop, when I got to the other side of the curtain. Um So I just had to go through with everything, you know, and then, Everybody came out to the ring for that retirement thing, and I was like, well, I, I'm i not retiring anymore. I'm thinking in my head, you know what I mean? <laughs> so so I just had to take some time off for a while because of that. But um, that match will, even though it was didn't end up being my retirement match, um, it was, what, my third time leaving wrestling, second time, third time, something like that. Um, that one was very special because that was the first time where I truly believed that I was done going into it. Um, so I, you know what I mean? Like I, the whole time I thought I was done and then, you know, you never say never, I guess, (laughs) or you never say you're going to step away. Um, so now my, now that I'm back wrestling, my new mindset is until my body says that I literally cannot do it anymore. I'm not going to tell anybody that I quit (laughs) because I already tried, I already tried that too many times, but to kind of go back on the whole AJ thing. Um, I loved working with AJ. It was rocky at times. But we made it work, and it showed to me what I learned from there is that um, the old way is not always the right way. That's what I learned from working with AJ, is the old way is not always the right way.
0: Yeah, wrestling is not just one thing, so it was good for you to have that experience. Yeah. Um, for me, this match meant a lot because you wanted me to be such a big part of it.
1: Yes, you're right, because um, I wanted to do the back break gimmick. Yes, you you did do the back break gimmick.
0: And we told the story of me wanting to end the match and you not letting me. Yeah. And, and like, at first I was like, I don't know if people were thinking to myself, I don't know if people were going to bite on this. And then people are absolutely biting on it, like, no, Matt, don't stop the match. Like, yelling at me.
1: <laughs> and I legit hurt my leg on the spot where I was supposed to sell hurt my leg. <laughs> Like, I legit heard it. Um, but that that was the reason why I booked that spot that way was because I knew that I had done that spot on a chair before and hurt my leg. Um, so I had come up with that spot just in case I hurt my leg so that I had a reason for it. You know what I mean? I had come, That's why that, that spot was that way.
0: And I remember counting that final pinfall and hesitating before three, but still, of course, going through with it because I had to. And it was a very emotional thing.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, like, well, you guys at that point, I think, I, I think some people maybe were like, okay, maybe he's gonna quit, but I, I don't think anybody really believed that I was going to. I honestly, I don't think any of you guys actually believed that I was gonna stay away from wrestling forever, <laughs> um, at this point. But, uh, Good And go he
0: didn't, because. Yeah. In May of, I'm sorry, April of 2019 at at Backbreakers Entertainment, um, there was a match and um, it was a tag team contest on one side of the ring with Coach Cal and Carver Cross and on the other side of the ring were me and Eric in my only official match ever.
1: Yes, and that's another one, dude, that was only supposed to be a one-time thing. Um, I knew you had always wanted to have a match because I had tried to train you a few times over the years, <laughs> years ago. So uh, one day I was walking down the street, and the idea popped into my head. And when I texted you, I didn't expect you to say yes, but you did. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm having a wrestling match. Notice I said a wrestling match. Brad, I'll let jump in here.
0: What became of that match was something much bigger than that. Yeah. And yes, come on in, Brad.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that match was in, what, that was in April, March? Yeah, April? it was April. So this was 2019. So I had, uh, over the course of a year or so, I'd got my life back in order. Uh, lost a whole bunch of weight, was on... I just had my weight loss surgery in January of that year, so I was back training, doing everything I needed. I think I had talked to Glory, and then I'd come back at some point and and your match is gonna happen, and I was like, let's just let's lump this all together. like let's make my first match back a tag match. you know, cause it just makes more sense because if I'm not ready, at least, I'll look protected in the match if I've got a bunch of people in there with me. And I I come up with the Dynasty War Machine gimmick in, like, January of that year, February of that year. And then it just evolved into being like, well, I mean, there can be more than one War Machine, at least from wilkes so this kind of makes sense. And um, I pitched it to, to you guys first to see how everyone liked it, you know? And it was just a matter of, like, if they say no, then that's fine. If Eric's like, I just want one with Matt, then I'm going to go back behind the camera. That's cool, and I'll make something else work, but I wanted to pitch it to you guys first. Because I don't know if it went to Glory, with the Glory have been like, yes, 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 and it would have been like, kind of felt forced on everybody, and that's not what I wanted to do. So I came to you guys, and I came to, to Image, because I know he was a part of the match at some point too, and I was like, what do you think this how do you think this is going to work? And... I remember, Eric, I remember you kind of a little, being a little bit reluctant at first about the whole idea.
1: I didn't know if I wanted to wrestle again.
2: You're like, I know you want to do this full time. But I don't know if I can. And I was like, well, I mean, that's up to you. You know, like, we, I let you think about it. I didn't, you know, I didn't like really come and just full board as, you know, like, hey, let's do this. It was just a matter of like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And finally, you're like, you know what? Let's let's have fun. If it's the last run, let's have the last one that we're going to have fun with. And that's what it came down to. You know, like like you just said, you're not going to ever look and be like, well, this is my last match. This is the last thing I'm going to do. It's like, when my body tells me I'm done, then I'm done. So that's where I'm at right now myself. Like, I wake up every morning, and I feel better and better. And I go to the gym every day, and I feel better and better. And until one day when I have a match, and I don't feel better anymore, And the injuries are starting to pile up, or I'm just too sore, or I'm not the same person, then it's done. But until then, I'm going to ride until the fucking wheels fall off. And that was the idea behind what we did after that match, you know? Like, uh, you guys had that match, and then I don't know if you guys want to talk about the match itself at all. I mean, it was...
0: It was a pretty standard match. We, we filmed some promos ahead of time to show me getting uh, a bit more trained. It was all stuff I knew already. Uh, that was so I, funny. <laughs> I, I can work. I've always been able to work a very basic match, but I kind of—I don't want to say—fell into refing. But it's just kind of something that was offered to me one day seventeen years ago, and I, I ran with, and I, I felt very comfortable with it, and I, I stuck with it. Uh of course Eric knew that I wanted to have a match eventually, so we filmed this, these promos of me learning how to wrestle. And they, they were funny. <laughs> and and um I had been doing stuff with Coach Fit, uh, where they were losing matches and they blamed me for it. So we ran this angle the month before that they beat me up. Eric was taking pictures and came in the ring and made the save and we set the match for April. And the match was a match. Um, it was pretty basic. We had fun. Um, Ashley and Avery, my wife and daughter were there front row. And at the end of the day, I was having fun with my friends. Um, coach Cal, Sean is. A great rival in the ring, but a very good friend of mine outside of the ring. So I was glad I was able to share that moment with him because it was also his first match.
1: Yeah, was just I was waiting for a break to say that it was also his first match, and the fucker punched me really hard. But I told him to. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had to work with him on that for a while too. Like
2: hit Eric for real. Like, he can take it. Like hit him.
1: Yeah, because he his worked punches weren't very good. So I was like, well, coach, here's what you got to do you got to hit me for real. (laughs) But he was afraid to hit me for real because a few years prior, I had almost died because of my head.
0: (laughs) And then the way we set it up, Avery was a little bit younger. She was only five at that point. And we weren't sure how she'd react if I got beat up. So Eric took the heat and hindsight being 2020, I think she would have handled it just fine. And I, I feel like I kind of, I I feel like I should have taken some bumps just based on the fact that I didn't, and I I didn't want like preferential treatment per se. Uh, I didn't want to be perceived as someone who couldn't handle it. Um, <clears throat> but we worked the match to where Eric took the heat and I got the hot tag, and then Dave um, Carver Cross threw me out of the ring after, which is when Brad made his entrance. Right. Yeah. And
1: to cut in really quick though, um, you you don't know how bummed I was when you told me that Avery wasn't going to be there at first. That you guys were thinking about she wasn't going to come because that's why I waited. I like I didn't I didn't get on your ass about wrestling for a while once Avery was born because I wanted her to be old enough to see it. And when yeah. you're like, I don't know if she's going to come. You don't know how because you had already agreed. So now we're doing it, and then you're like, <laughs> I don't know if she's going to come. I was like,
0: man, that was the whole goddamn reason. <laughs> And she loved it. She had a blast. And um, and um, I had her in the ring after the match. It was awesome. But before that, um, Carver Cross threw me out of the ring, and that prompted Brad to make his entrance from behind the window that he had been watching the entire time, very blatantly for everyone to see. <laughs>
2: I I made sure I was visible. It was like people seeing. Uh, I came in. I made that save, and uh, you know, like it was, it was cool to, to wanted to share it with you guys, and then to get a chance to like interact with 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 Roddy and with cause Rod came out, and with Roddy and, and with uh, with Carver, because I'd had a hand in like I had a hand in training those kids, you know, and then booking them at GSW, and you know, like booking and doing something with them at Backbreakers and helping them along. So to be able to be in there and work with the two of them was special too. And then the promo and then everything that came from that. And then the promo we did backstage with Austin Image and like everything felt real again. I felt good again. Um, and that leads us straight into
0: into into May. And I will say the promo that we did in the back after the match was probably more emotional for for all of us than the one in the ring. And there was a lot that was left out there in the ring. Yeah. But in the back, when we cut that promo, and it was the three of us with Joe and with Vaughn, because he was at the show. Yeah. So he just happened to be in the promo as well. Like, it felt like this is the old guard coming back and... We were just missing, like,
2: one person on that promo, and it's, I mean, like, I mean, there's a lot of the old guard who were represented who need to be there, And but, like, I felt like we were also representing for Kev and for Collis and for just me. you know, like, people from that old guard who weren't around anymore, who should still be around, who should at least be doing something, and, like, that's, you know, kind of what that was dedicated to, is these, this old generation, Vaughn included, because Vaughn's you know, like, he didn't start with us, but we brought him up, and we brought him through. He so, like, like, yeah, he's the second generation.
1: Yeah, he's the generation right after us. Think about that. How fucking wild is that, that we started Generation 1, then we trained Generation 2, and part of Generation 3. Now those kids are starting to train fucking 4 and sure. 5 in this area. Think okay. about that. Like, that's crazy.
0: It, it's wild, and I, I will sometimes rip off uh, the H2O line. Uh, from still here, uh, many will come and many will go, but 20 years later, who's still running the show? Um, and I'll put that online with pictures of us together, like doing these things. But like, that's how I feel like we're still here. Like this is still us.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Like that's kind, so- of where the, that's kind of like where the mantra for the war machine came from. Like, These are two guys who, like, Eric could have died in that fucking bicycle accident. I rightly probably could have died from a heart attack at 600-plus pounds, or almost 600-plus pounds. Like, these are two guys who fought through it all and are still standing here in front of you, ready to fight to the death. Like, that's what this is about for us.
1: Like, we are the old guard. We can still throw down. You're going to find out how hard. It's also really weird being, like, on most shows, the oldest guy's in the locker room now.
2: It 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 is. <laughs> Back my yeah. Way. Bye. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: We're we're pretty old. Um, yeah. and 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 we took this show on the road here and we'll we'll cover the couple matches here for true, um from last summer being against the Titan Outlaws, Bonakota and Bull Hightower. Very good. <laughs> um from July 27th, 2019, Match 1061, which leads to Brad being in war games in Match 1068 at Fight for a Miracle 5, um, August 24th, 2019.
1: Yeah. So I want to start this one out um, with a shout out to Bo Nakoda, who is hands down, I'm going to be on record saying this, hands down top three wrestlers to ever come out of this general area. And he does not get enough credit because he doesn't give himself enough credit. If he had a little more confidence, he could have been places. He is that good, I think.
0: You yeah. know, it's really funny. This is the second episode of the show in a row because Skyros did this two weeks ago as well, where he spent like a minute and a half putting over Bonacoda, and then I did the same.
1: He's that good, dude. Like it's there's no joke. He doesn't believe he's that good, though. That's the problem
2: he's so smooth and fluid and so easy to call stuff with. And even when I was booking him, like he was open to anything like it, yeah, baby face, then the heel run, everything Bo did was money. And uh the fact that like me and Eric coming to true here, I come out of the commentary booth, Eric, came up from behind the camera and Sean didn't have to book us at all. And like, and not only that, put us in there with former tag team champions. Like, and then on top of that, like, Bo and Bo could have been like, we're not going to give you guys shit. But they didn't. They gave us a ton. And then they almost put us over. They, like, the the, finish, the fact that the finish was wacky, I don't know if that says more about, like, the respect that, like, Bo and them have for what me and Eric have done. Because they could have just, no, there's no wacky finish. Just take the gimmick. Take the finish, we're done. But the fact that they're like, no, let's just do this thing where Brad gets tobacco spit in his eye, and there's a whole like none of that had to happen, but they did it for us. And that makes me very happy to know that these two guys would do that for us.
1: Yeah, that's actually one thing I wanted to touch on with the um the coach fit matches. Um that's another thing that was wild. Like the posts that those guys made on social media after being in matches with us who we don't matter. Like when the grand, when the when the world ends and the fucking wrestling book is written, our names are not going to be in it. But to those, for those three to say the things that they said about us, I was, I was floored after that. Yeah. absolutely, Yeah. And
2: like, I know we broke like that match. Uh, we're going to go back to the match with Bateman toxic or I'm sorry, Bateman and uh, not Bateman at all. Um uh, my brain just fell apart. The match the comeback match in nineteen you know, against Coach Fit.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean the things I said with us we broke kfib afterwards and I kinda of broke down and the fact that like Sean and, and Rod and, and Dave were all like we were more than happy and ex you know that you chose us to do this with. It could have been anyone else in that roster. We could have picked Blue and Gold right off the bat, or we could have picked a team we were more comfortable with. We picked these two kids we had a hand in, and they felt, like, honored that we would pick them to do this stuff with. Not only that, but we put them over, you know, like, it, craziness.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that I couldn't, like, who the fuck am I, you know what I mean, for you to be writing this shit on social media about? 16 year old me or i shouldn't say 16 year old me maybe like 22 23 year old me would have been like yeah fuck yeah you better tell them that but like as an adult who grew up now it's like who am i you know what i mean yeah it's 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 like it's definitely
2: different (laughs) i get it man i'm with you for sure and like back to bone and bowl man like i you know like i guess the goodwill that we earned let them be like, no, let's do this thing. Where we, you know, we lay you out. We'll, we'll, it'll be a fuck finish. And I'm like, you don't have to. You could have just told me I'm gonna hit with the big boot, or you know, or I'm gonna hit with just a frog splash. We're good to go. But it was it was a big, involved storyline finish. And I was like, oh, this is dope. Like you you, you put a lot of clout into us. That makes me very happy. And again, like, like Matt said, like the finish of that, and then at the end of the show when they had me come out and do the run in because Nate was like, I don't want to be in war games. Let Brad do it. And I was like, okay, cool. Can I bleed? And they're like, no, and I'm like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean that was uh it, it was co- to have that come up within like the first two months of being back gave me a big a big boost of confidence that like maybe this maybe this is a maybe I made the right
1: choice. Like maybe this can go places. We're gonna have a good time. Holy crap! I never realized that was so soon after we came back until I just looked at the date right now. <laughs>
2: back in May and by by July, they're like,
1: yeah. I th- I always felt like that was in like September, <laughs> October.
2: <laughs> oh no, man! Then you know, by August, I'm in war. You know, war, we're doing war games. We're doing we did the show PPW, like just craziness, man.
0: And then we get to October, and it's my last night in Backbreakers, but it's not for you guys, of course, um, as we do the the Tag Team Title Tournament, uh, three matches that night, uh, 1080, 1081, 1082 in the book, Uh, Boomer Hatfield, Molly McCoy, uh, AJ and Trajan Horn, and then Blue and Gold in the finals. I love the
2: fact that you you just worked all of our matches that night. That wasn't by accident. <laughs> no, it was clearly by choice. Clearly by choice. Uh, yeah, but um, earlier in the year, like so this happened in in October. So like, I think maybe it, it may have been. It definitely was. It, it was definitely like in September, or even like late August, where I made a comment on the microphone at Backbreaker, is about tag team titles. But I, I mean, I had gone to Glory before that and been like, hey, everything about doing tag belts? And he's like, yeah, hey, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So I just took it upon myself to cut this promo and be like, Who, I think we need a tag division here. I think we need a tag belt. And there was a groundswell. And he came to me and was like, hey, I'm going to order tag belts. I need you to put the I need you to put the whole, like the whole thing together. So like, I went back to my old Booker mode and like booked this whole show, except for like the Gilbert, uh the Gilberg match in that show. I didn't book that. That was like that was Glory's thing. That's fine. Um, but no, man, like all those eight teams, I went out and did all the fucking groundwork, all the legwork. I called everybody. I booked the whole thing. You know, and, and maybe someone a detractor's looking and be like, "Well, you booked yourself into the titles, man." I'm like. This is kind of our story to tell. You know, like this is the culmination of a lot of work that we put into I, this.
1: I raised the goddamn money
2: for the belts. <laughs> you did. You're not wrong. <laughs> it was it was Eric being like, I'll take photos and all the money's gonna go towards the belts and Glory's like, okay, like character what fuck, sure. Uh but yeah, I mean like such a good I I, mean, I picked a bunch of good talent and maybe I maybe I cherry picked who I wanted to work, because that first match matchup, Molly and Boomer, uh, I love those two kids. Like, I love them a lot. Uh, meeting them through, like, through True, and then at PPW, uh, those two kids have such a bright future, and I really hope 2021 opens up well for them, and they could do more stuff, because everything I wanted to do was fluid, and it was a chance for me to get back to, like, doing basic stuff for Lucha, and even Eric, who was, like, not used to doing that kind of stuff, was like, no, I'm going to take this. Let's do this. And, like, watching these two 20-year vets kind of walk through this match with these kids was so much fun. It was such a good, good time. It's funny because Boomer close to our age. <laughs> he is not as young as you lets on. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> not, he's not too much younger he, than Eric.
0: Um, when you see him without the mask on, he, is, he looks deceivingly young.
2: And but then he's talking to you, like, I'm 35 or something like that. You're like, no, you're not. Shut your fucking mouth.
0: Um, I will say, Molly takes pride in being in the first women's match that Avery ever saw live. Get out of here, really? Uh, with her and Adina Steele at Fight for a Miracle.
2: That's so cool.
0: Um, because Avery comes around, and Molly's on a lot of shows, and Molly really took a liking to Avery. Um, because she's ridiculous, <laughs> of course. Yeah. and um, and uh, so so Molly does take a, a lot of pride in that. She was very excited to learn that she was the fir- in the first women's match that Avery saw live.
2: That's uh that's pretty dope. And, and knowing Molly's story and how she came up out of Chikara and whatnot, and like the struggle she came through to, to know that she's doing well and was able to like. Get all these great matches and do crazy shit like that. It makes me happy. I mean, I didn't have a hand in anything with those kids, but, like, knowing how good they are, they get great matches, right? super happy. And then moving on to work with... Uh, with, uh, with with the fuck,
1: as Glory would call them. <laughs> and we didn't even really do anything in that match. It's a bump, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I made a point. Like, listen, I may have lost this weight but I got to rush blue and gold in the final league. Like, we have to go against blue and gold in the finals. I can't be this blown up. Like there's no way I can do three matches. Like the, the Molly boomer match was all Lucha fast moving. I knew the main event was going to be hard hitting. Let's take a little bit of a break in the, in the middle I think
1: everyone agreed. Like I think Eric, what you were like, "Yes, please." <laughs> like that's not I'm do. always on the less is more. <laughs> I'm always on the less is more. In fact, I, there's one story I wanted to bump back to with uh, with AJ. Um, so while we were teaming, I, he was trying to do all these spots. I said, "Bro, I said I could go out there and throw a punch and get that same pop from all those moves that you just did." He's like, oh, "I don't know about that." So I saved that spot in the back of my head until I wore the ninja costume. And that was the reason that I only took the hoodie off and did one punch was to get that pop from one punch all those months later, just to prove that point.
0: Crazy. You <laughs> I mean. forgets.
1: I like, oh, I forget a lot, but I like to do, like I explained earlier with the, uh, with the towel. I like to do little silly things like that to prove that you can, if you do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, back to uh back to where we're at now with the funk.
2: The funk. Yeah, all we that matched we just me and Trajan brawled outside and I'm like, Trajan, if no one follows us, I'm happy. He's like, Why? And I'm like, I just want to take a walk. So we got outside and no one came with us and I was like Okay, good, we can just relax. And we just like took a stroll while you and you and AJ did whatever in the ring. And we just we just, we just chilled. We walked around just, the building. Just... He just brawled. And then I, I, took the, I took the pile driver, which was, uh, I think it was scary for Trajan because he's never given one to someone as big as me. And that was the first pile driver I ever took, um, which was like, wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. I watched it afterwards and I kind of went off the side a little bit. But I've seen Tom and would take less worse or more, you know, like worse bumps than that. So I'm okay with that. And then the
1: finish, I don't even remember what it was. I remember. So I remember it was. He hooks you with the pile driver and yes. I pick AJ up for the drill press and we turn around and I think we locked eyes and both did the same thing. I think. think wasn't that,
0: that it? Matt, that's fun. Not... I don't remember. I remember <laughs> the pile driver. I remember thinking Brad was hurt for real. Uh,
2: that caught a lot
1: of heat because that was, yeah, that
2: was bad.
0: It's one of I those
1: things it was... where it's fun to, to work the boys. <laughs>
2: I wasn't trying to work anybody. I, I could have swore I told Matt I was okay. And then I guess Trajan asked, and Matt said, like, no, he's hurt. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah,
0: because you it, didn't it, tell me you were okay. And I was like, uh, um, uh. You can tell me I'm going to
2: say you, I don't think you Iggy me. But anyway. Uh,
0: I must not and move. It, it, the it, the it, rare it, time where I didn't Iggy. And it didn't help that I got out of the ring.
2: And I had them, like, bring over, like, an ice pack for my neck. And then, like, I remember, like, I can hear Trajan in Gorilla, like, yelling. And I'm, like, we didn't go up the ramp. Me and you, we went, like, around the side. Yeah. Where our merch table was. We went back that way. And, like, I remember, like, I went that way. and Like, Joe T was there. I think Stacy was there. And I was, like, I'm okay. And they're, like, okay, good. And Glory, like, met us at the curtain. He's, like, are you all right? And I'm, like, yeah, I'm fine. And I could hear just Trajan in the locker room, just screaming. And, like, I went up, and I'm like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, why? why? are you hurt? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, fucking Matt told me you were hurt. And I was like, no, dude, we're cool. I'm all right. And he's like, <laughs> he gave me the biggest hug and was like, what the, I hurt you. I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, relax. It's, I'm good. I'm sorry. My bad. And then the blue <laughs> goal match uh, was just, like, the hardest had been hit in years. Because we all knew we had to go above and beyond, and it is like just stiff and just oh, just so much going on in that match. Bless Blue, bless Turner and Header and for being as good as they are to like kind of walk us through like this match. Not walk us through, we we carried the load. The four of us all carried the load together, but um, but for no one, I had not been in a ring and. You know, at this point I'm like five, like five matches back at this point and to be here at my third match of the night is just like,
1: oof, it was something. Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was definitely fun. Um, ironically I just, two days before Christmas was 20 years since the first time I wrestled Matt Turner. (laughs) (laughs) Two days before Christmas, I beat him and I beat him this night too. So I, still, I still
2: want to put it out there: any, any promoters they want to book Rock and Roll Express, which is Blue and Gold, I know a guy.
0: <laughs>
1: you should have been a comedian. Yeah,
0: I I heard that once or twice. Um, and <laughs> and this night was very important to to me as well because at that point, obviously, you guys were very close. I'm very close with Turner, and I'm very close with Hender as well. So like yeah. to be in there with four very good friends of mine. And um, to work this entire thing, and then for us, for 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 turns, call me back in the ring so I can give you guys the belts, and for us to have our moment together, um, was was a really big deal for me.
1: Yeah, a lot was lifted off my chest personally that day, because. I didn't know how I was going to be accepted back in as a wrestler after so long. Do you know what I mean? Um, especially, and I also didn't know how my body was going to handle it with my face um, and having the screws in there. So that day, having three matches, having the shit kicked out of me and still being able to stand and be fine, even though even though I almost broke my wrist in the, in the blue and gold match, um, <laughs> I, that day I realized I could still be an active wrestler and do it as much as I want. It was also,
2: like, great being in there with, like, these friends I've had for, like, a minimum at that point of, like, 19 years. Like, you know, I've known Heather for 15 years, you know, like, and I've known you guys forever. And then, like, you look at ringside, the entire locker room is out there. And, like, just all of our, to have all of our peers come out there supporting us, like, you don't realize what that does to your confidence, and, like, your psyche, like, in the match, like, I wasn't, I knew exactly where we were going, I knew what the road looked like, I knew all the spots, but then, like, when I'm selling, I look over, and Trajan is at ringside, like, freaking out for me, and I'm like, what? Where am I? Like, what is this life? And like, Mike Mitchell's is bringing the crowd up, just, and I'm like, dude, where, What is? what is the deal here? Like, I didn't know, like, it just made me feel accomplished, you know, like, if that was my last match, if that was our last night, I would have been fine. But I knew in my brain, like, I got a lot more left in the tank. But to know that, like, there's people here who I've only known for, like, months. And people like Boomer and Molly and some of the new Backbreakers kids who, like, came out to me afterwards and were like, dude, that was fucking amazing. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm like, alright, what, what? Like, it gave me, it gave me a new sense of, like, accomplishment, but but also like a better drive. Like, well, all right, well, here we are for twenty years. Let's see what the next fifteen bring. The next, even the next five bring. But, you know, that's just where I'm at now.
0: And well, I will say, with everyone at ringside, I actually everyone's powered on the apron and everything. We were able to have full conversations without the crowd oh. hearing us, and I thought that was awesome.
1: Yes, we, because. Yeah, we, I, I couldn't do anything with my hand. I hurt my hand like three minutes into the match. <laughs> yeah, and I still finished. Then we went like twenty total. Yeah,
2: that was yeah. Being, being able to have full on like, hey, go here. Don't forget, we got this spot. Or the whole last thing with Drew with like the with the with the submission, and me and him were just talking, and like Matt was like right there, be "How are we doing, guys? Everyone all right?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, is this over yet?" <laughs> And I, I, I literally, literally almost tapped through out on, like, for real, because I was so caught up in the moment that I put the anaconda voice on so strong. He's, like, through, like, choked breath, like, please let up, Brad, let up. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm killing you. All right, I'm going to let up.
0: And they say, like, Matt, Matt, I give up. Matt, please call for the bell. <laughs> uh, such a good night. And then we take these two teams, and in our last match together, um, as of right now, uh, on Leap Day, because real life is for March, we had <laughs> the GSW one night reunion at, at the, uh, at the True Mill, February 29th, match 1105, take those four people, plus me, and add Clay and Sean in there, three-way dance, Diamond State War Machines, Cashmasters, Blue and Gold, match 1105.
2: Oh, what a night. Just, uh, man, that was a special night. You know, the first time I got a chance to work in JSW since 2014. So, like, you know, I I know i had been on shows, but I wasn't on shows. It was, uh, it was awesome, you know. Uh, In fact, we, you know, we knew when we were booking it. That we were gonna do us in blue and gold because it's just a match to do because it's, it's, it's they're so easy to work with, but to be like let's on and if I remember correctly we had to like we like fight to get Sean to do this
1: right.
0: Um, it wasn't an think, easy to no. I think he was hesitant at first,
1: and then the next day he's like, "Man, I really miss this shit. I gotta wrestle. We're taking bookings." He really was, if you guys remember, go back and read his Facebook post from like he March first. <laughs> oh, so uh,
2: and yeah, like it, every, all the all the stuff we have with blue and gold is is there, but you add the cash masters into that, and as like the wild cards almost, and that crowd who came out in spades for us, like they came out hard for GSW that night. So being out there cutting that curtain you know, was just the easiest thing ever to do it in front of one of our, what is our home crowd. Our fans was just like super, super special. And it really was amazing.
0: Um, and to have these moments, I was talking to Brad the other day. Um, I, I really hope things get back up and running and with, with all the COVID stuff and everything, I have not worked a match since that was my last match. Um, and if for some reason life never returns to normal and I don't ever get to work again due to circumstances outside my control, it was a good way to go out. That said, I'm not ready to go out and I hope that I get to work again. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Um, we'll be but, good. But to be in front of that crowd uh, doing a fundraiser for Avery and Logan's Cub Scout pack, um, to have our entire family back together the picture of us in the ring after eric was the king of the valley of like all the valley guys together like it's a it was a great moment and like just for example like just pictures that keith perks had taken throughout the night of like eric giving the high fives and and avery and my niece abby uh, Rebecca's daughter being there like in the high five line with Bray Lynn and Logan and everybody. Next um, to,
1: next to that being next to that being the first time that I my nephew got to see me wrestle live, which every time I see him he still says, They're wrestling, am I missing any wrestling? Um so that that's pretty cool. Next to that when after the rumble was over and I was like with you guys in the corner, uh, my second favorite memory is Avery coming up to give me my hat. She stopped because yeah. she came up. See, she all like I'm in the middle of all these people. Everyone's freaking out because I just won. And there's a I look over. There's Avery with my hat. That's my <laughs> second favorite memory from that night. <sighs>
0: She's something. I'll tell you, yeah. that kid. He um,
1: a great photo.
2: It had it was right when we came out from the tag match, and uh, I think Jim was doing the announcing, and I pulled down my strap to reveal the the PA on my shit and I'm just pointing at it and Keith has it in black and white. It is literally my favorite photo of me ever. Only because I'll never have a pin hat photo of myself. I know that. but So I'll take this Keith Perks photo as like the best thing that's ever happened because that that photo is so, so money.
1: Did he ever upload the whole show?
2: I don't know. I can't say for sure. i have to go. uh, but yeah man and like the only thing I regret about that whole night is not working harder to convince Sean to give me a German suplex cause we went we did the we were doing the, the waterfalls at the end and uh I hit somebody with me with a DVD or something and I turn around and Sean hits me with the high cross body off the top and now when I pull out my hamstring. I Like, when I strained my hamstring pretty bad, which led into, like, me fucking up most of the rumble um, and not being able to walk and laying on a heating pad and ice packs for weeks. Um, In the back, we're calling it. I'm like, oh, Sean, I'll just, I'll charge the corner. You move back behind me. Give me a German suplex. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, no, please. Everyone in the match was like, give him the German. He's like, I think I'm going to do a high cross body. And I relented. But like, goddamn, I should have taken that German suplex. <laughs> I think we got a thicker pop. I think I, would, I wouldn't have gotten hurt. And, but hindsight's is 2020. what are you going to do?
1: Here's, here's another thing about Bonacoda too, um, that night. He's super respectful, so I know that I don't belong in a wrestling ring with Bonacoda, and I know the adults there are like there's no way Pinhead could beat this guy. So I made it look like my idea was to make it look like I won that rumble by accident that night um and when i told him that he goes no we're not doing that i'm like well yeah we are but (laughs) you know what i mean but he he didn't want me to just get my ass kicked and you know him just move out of his way and he accidentally falls over the ropes he wanted me to beat his ass and you know what i mean he wanted to put me up and he didn't have to do shit like that you know
0: a story that you don't know, Eric, or I don't think I've told you. Um, I was tasked with my usual GSW role of being the one that communicates with Bo, because Bo and I, we go back a long way, and just whenever anything needs to be done contact-wise, I was the guy who texted Bo. And you, Eric, had not been told that you were winning the Rumble yet. <clears throat> so I text Bo. He goes, so what's the plan? And I tell him the plan. I said, Eric doesn't know yet, and we don't know if, he, if he's going to a- agree to win the Rumble. Um, because that's just your selfless nature. Nature Like, you don't, like, you think, like, no, let's put someone else over. And Bo goes, well, no, if he says he's not winning, I'm going to tell him otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, goes, he goes, no, Eric's going to win that Rumble. Um, even if he doesn't want to, he's going to win that rumble. <laughs> well,
1: that's why. I, that's why I did it by accident. Number one, it'll get that pop. Um, but number two, there are many guys in that rumble that should have won it instead of me. Um, so I shouldn't. I felt like I, even though I, I was going to win, I shouldn't look better than the guys who are clearly better than. Me. Does that make sense?
0: Uh, it does, uh, I guess. But at the same time, <laughs> wrestling—you could do anything. Yeah, so... it's just me. But when I told him that, he was like, "Well, fuck that." Uh, <laughs> if Eric, if, uh-huh. it, if uh-huh. Eric tries, if Eric tries to protest, he's not going to because I'm not going to let him.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a dude.
0: And with that, we have reached for now the end of this story, and we're going to throw some plugs here real quick. And it's one a.m. So we were talking. Four hours, man. If we want gonna break
2: this into two episodes, I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> it, it may be happening. So, yeah, that's what I would
1: do because
2: no one's I gonna would, listen for four hours. I, I listen. I don't listen to. I don't listen to Jim Cornette podcast for four hours. I don't listen to nothing for four hours. So please break this up, man. This is a good, a good, good time. And we even yes. skip stuff because of time. I think, but I mean podcast, the second round of this would be would be that other stuff that we didn't talk about.
0: Yeah. Uh, and very quickly, get to some plugs here. Um, make sure you check out all the other shows on the CKCC Radio Network. There are many. You heard a sweeper earlier for some of them. Uh, all hosted by Chris O'Bealy. Next week on the A show, the dudes from the Wednesday Night War podcast will be joining us. And we are drafting 1992 WCW. Oh, man. Um, Per Dooja's request. So it's going to be fun. Uh, on the next episode, whenever that may be, of the, of By the Numbers, it would be Shane Storm joining me here. Good. Uh, um, also, check out our friends on the soon-to-be-named network, uh, by, uh, which would be Longbox Heroes and At Odds with Wrestling and the Wednesday Night War podcast. They have a lot of stuff going on over there. Uh, check out Irish Kev and Rick with Hooligans of Hops, uh, where they drink beer and talk about drinking beer. <laughs>
1: and, do you um, think?
0: Kev That's talk weird. about drinking beer. <laughs> and um, also, um, our buddy Jason and his friend David do the Not Another Sports Podcast, which I am actually appearing on Um, the week of the 11th. Nice. And we're going to talk uh, opening week of hockey. Uh, and all, a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be really old news by then, uh, st- stuff like um, all the moves that the Padres made this week and the Cubs selling literally everybody. We're going to talk about that stuff. Um, and you can hear all these shows wherever you get your podcasts, and you can watch all the wrestling you want at independentwrestling.tv. Uh, five free days for new subscribers using the code word NUMBERS, N-U-M-B-E-R-S, And I will let you guys get some plugs in as well. Brad, go ahead.
2: Uh, Yeah, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Brad DeMeo. On Instagram, also at Brad DeMeo. Look for my uh, daily awesome Fox of the Day posts. And then uh, I'm on the Twitter machine, Brad underscore DeMeo. And I'll do the joint plug, uh, Diamond City War Machines, on the Facebook. That's the, uh, the team page for any upcoming bookings. Nothing currently because, you know, bookings are hard to come by when there's no shows. But, uh, but soon. Soon.
1: Yeah, buddy, especially once that new gear gets here, then we'll start pursuing, I think.
2: (sighs) That new fucking gear better get here soon.
1: yeah, so you can find me on uh, Instagram at Eric Pinhat and Twitter for Fear the Backrake. My Facebook profile, I don't really accept people I don't know on there unless we've had a conversation in person. Um so, if you see me in person, hit me up and then we will talk on Facebook. That's serious. I don't right. if there's a if it's a wrestling fan, I'm dead I'm serious if it's wrestling because I like to keep – I post a lot of personal stuff on there. So unless I talk to them and know that they're a genuine person, I don't
0: I don't add them on my Facebook. <laughs> and when I had Facebook, I was the same way. Um, the only active social media I have anymore is Instagram, and my personal one is private. But You can look up The A Show on CKCC, and that is the Instagram for The A Show.
1: Also... oh, (laughs) Sorry, I I have one more plug. I I almost forgot. I was thinking about it the whole time Brad was plugging everything. You can also check out my cool wrestling pictures at facebook.com slash pinhatphoto.
0: Please
2: do that. because Those photos are amazing.
0: And um, because we talked about them earlier, you can check out the work of Keith Perks. Um, Just look up 1120 Studios, and that'll get you everything you need as far as that goes. So... Two weeks from the second half of this episode, Shane Storm will be joining me here on By the Numbers, and depending on when you are listening to this, um, last week was The Doge, and next week will be Chris O'Mealy drafting 2005 WWF. So, lots of stuff coming up. <laughs> With that said, <laughs> you are listening to By the Numbers here on CKC. Radio. My name is Matt. Thank you to the Diamond City War Machines.
2: Thank you for having me, Matt.
1: Thanks, buddy. We'll talk later.
0: And everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Have a good night.